welcome to another episode of the podcast with me, Mel Sainsbury and Nature's Menu, the UK and Europe's leading expert in raw and natural pet food. We're hoping the past episodes have given you all the knowledge you need to continue on your puppy journey confidently. And if you're just starting out, you can now do so with more confidence. You've now mastered the basics, so it's time to delve into training and what can be done to navigate through adolescence to adulthood with a happy and healthy pooch. There's no better time than now to introduce the expert in this field, Gwen Bailey, author, founder and director of Puppy School, the UK's network of training classes for young puppies. Gwen, welcome and thank you so much for joining us today. Hello, thank you for having me. So Puppy School has tutors across the UK and covers a range of topics in its classes from socialisation to reward based training. Can you tell us a little bit more about how it started out and what's actually involved in Puppy School classes? Yes, um, I used to work in rescue for, for a long time and wanted to do a bit more on the preventative side um, because a lot of people go wrong exactly actually about adolescent time. They suddenly, it all becomes too much for them at adolescence and a lot of rescue dogs get given up at that time. So I wanted to try and help owners to get a really healthy foundation with their puppies so that when adolescence hits, they have a much better relationship and they could get through it. So Puppy School is really designed to just take people through the basics of the training. So they have um, already put in place responses to cues like recall, for example, which is so important when you reach adolescence and you can get your dog back again, hopefully, um, when they run off. So when would you say the best time to start training is? So if somebody's just gone out and come home with their lovely little eight week bundle of fluff, when would you suggest is the best time to start with some basic training? So the best time is really as soon as you can. Um, you can start if you're using positive methods you can start straight away and it's a good idea to start straight away because you've only got until puberty and when adolescence starts to hit and during that time between when you bring them home and puberty they're really receptive to any training that you do um, after puberty and when adolescence comes along they start to be more interested in the outside world rather than you so the best time is is very soon uh, we take puppies in puppy puppy school classes from about 12 to 14 weeks when they've been fully vaccinated if they're coming into live classes but when we're doing online classes during the pandemic they can come as soon as their owners are booked in that's great to know that we should start training as soon as they come home. I mean, I, I can't imagine not starting as soon as they come home, but I know sort of times have moved on since the days of Barbara Woodhouse, etc. So <laughs> we won't go down that road. Um, so typically, how long do you think training with a puppy lasts and how much are people sort of roughly looking at cost wise? Well, you need to train really for the first year of a puppy's life. So whether you do that alone or whether you do that with a trainer depends on your experience really and your knowledge. Um, but you certainly need to be doing something with your puppy every day um, so that they, you educate them properly. It's a little bit like if you think about a child, a human child, you're working with them and trying to educate them up to the age of about 20 years or longer. Um, and with puppies, you've got about a year before they reach that same stage of maturity. So it's really best to do something with them every day for a year. And then we say that you end up with a, a beautifully educated dog that is um, happy for the rest of its life and you can relax a bit then. 
Oh, that's lovely. And what sort of things can you suggest that we do ourselves or is it enough just for sort of puppy owners to come along once a week to classes and learn everything there and, and just sort of expect after the, the six weeks that the puppy knows it all and we can just repeat it every so often and, and that'll do. What, what sort of things could we implement at home? Well, there's a lot you can do at home and indeed you need to do a lot at home, but you need the education for owners to be happening somewhere so that hour lesson tends to give people enough to go on so that they can go home and then implement that and do their homework and think about what they've learned and then the next week they learn something else so what it means is that you have to do lots of little lessons at home so the the education of your puppy like good manners um, needs to be done at home then you can just go to classes to learn how to how to put cues into place and and how the theory of learning works for your puppy and in that way you as an owner carry on learning throughout the puppy's life and the puppy learns a lot more at home so it sounds like puppy school is more or should be called human school really because it sounds like we're training the the owners rather than the actual puppies themselves every week would you say that's about right I would. Yes, I would. Um, it's really difficult because if we could take all the puppies away, we could we could train. You know, if you're an expert trainer, you can you could do an awful lot in a very short space of time. But it's much better if owners learn themselves and then they teach their puppies and then everybody learns gradually over a, over a good six months. Um, so. So, yes, it is definitely the humans that are learning, but the puppies are getting a very good um, practice in, in getting used to the sights and sounds of other people and other dogs, other children, being in a different environment, going somewhere in the car. So it's a very useful experience for them, too, as well. But it is mostly the humans we're teaching. Yes, I think it's really nice as well for the human owners to have that uh, sort of camaraderie around them as well so that they can say to somebody oh my puppy drove me mad this week or oh we did a wonderful recall away from a group of dogs in the park and just have that same sort of way of thinking and, and be able to chat about it with somebody who knows exactly what you're going through and at a similar stage to yourself as well. So what sort of things would you say the puppy school tutors notice when they're training adolescent dogs? I mean, do you have classes that are suitable for slightly older dogs or is it only puppies that the puppy school will train? Yes, we have super pop classes and puppy university for older dogs. And the biggest thing we notice is that it's really hard to get an adolescent dog's focus onto the owner. Um, it's not so bad with puppies that have been through puppy school already and have learned to do that. But if you bring in adolescent dogs um, that have been untrained into those classes, it's really hard to get them to focus. And all they want to do is sniff around at other dogs and look around the room and, and pay attention to the environment. So just like teenagers, they lose their interest. So very young puppies are very interested in staying with their caregiver because it's important that for them that they get all the attention from them so that the people like the owners or the mother keep on feeding them and looking after them so they do a lot of work to keep that bond going but as soon as they're older and they reach puberty nature says it's time to look outside the family home and and the caregivers now and let's go out and and find out about the outside environment and that's just what they do so adolescence changes everything i think you've probably helped our listeners to breathe a massive sigh of relief saying that yes you do train older dogs because i think a lot of people listening might be thinking oh no it's too late for me and my dog so that's great so how would they find out about any classes that are local to them 
So the best way is to go to poppyschool.co.uk website and put in their postcode and you find a local trainer and then see what that trainer offers. Nature's Menu is dedicated to the health and well-being of its pets and yours. Discover the world of raw and more by visiting naturesmenu.co.uk. The Pupcast podcast is offering an exclusive 20% discount to its listeners. Simply enter Pupcast20 at the naturesmenu.co.uk checkout. So if you're busy training at home at the moment and um, you've sort of tried to take on board uh, stuff that maybe your trainers told you or you've looked online and you've been on YouTube and you're following this, that and the other and your dog isn't responding to the techniques that you're using, do you have any sort of helpful advice that you could give our listeners? Well, I think it's then time to look at the professionals and find someone who can help you. Um, because all dogs are trainable. It doesn't matter whether it's a basset hound or a, a, a wolfhound or any kind of dog you can train and it doesn't matter how old they are either. If, you, if your dog is not responding, then either you haven't got the right rewards or your learning theory isn't quite right. And both of those things are very easily solved if you get the right kind of expert in your life who can help you. So I think if it's, if it's not happening for you, that's the time to find someone to help you. Great. I think expertise is really important as well, isn't it? I think it's, I, I think first and foremost for me, it's finding a trainer that you feel comfortable with and not walking into a, a village hall or a field or wherever the training might be. And the first thing you see, you think, oh, I'm not quite happy with, with that. I don't really fancy doing that with my dog. I think it's really important that you find somebody you can trust and you like their techniques and that you can talk to as well. I think that's really important because you don't want to feel embarrassed by sort of saying, Five weeks down the line my dog's still weighing on my carpet what can I do because you you feel embarrassed that nobody else's dog might be doing that um so moving on from there can you share us your Gwen Bailey's top five tips that owners can do to make the transition to adulthood from puppyhood um which might make their lives easier and their puppies lives easier okay well I think the first thing is try not to worry I know it's a really difficult time, but just like having teenagers in the house, they do grow up and get over it. Um, so if you can just ride the storm, uh, but appreciate there will be a storm because adolescent dogs are difficult. They're much more difficult than baby puppies. And it's easy to think, oh, I've done this all wrong and it's going wrong and it's all it's all fallen to pieces. Let me get rid of the dog. Well, perhaps think about the fact that this is a very natural process. It's something that happens um, to all dog owners. It hasn't gone wrong. You've just got to sort of try and cope with it as best you can, and then you'll come out the other side. So for times to come out the other side, you're looking at social maturity, a full social maturity for dogs at about 18 months to three years. So it's quite a long, a long process. They will get better after the age of about a year, but it's still going on a little bit until they come out and become a fully rounded adult dog. So it takes time and just accept that that's gonna happen and, and just go with it until you come out the other side. Um, while it's happening, the best thing to do is don't allow bad habits to develop. So if you're going out to the park and 
when you do a recall, your dog's not paying attention. He's off with his friends. He doesn't want to come back. He's sniffing. He's doing all things that adolescent dogs do. You can't get him back. And you're starting to wear out your recall cue. He used to be so good and now he isn't. Um, then the best thing to do really is, is get a long line and keep him on a long line so that you can, you can get him back when you need to and, and the recall cue doesn't diminish. Find ways so that you don't have to give those cues when they're not going to be heeded. Um, try to only call them when they're likely to come back, have really good rewards. Um, and, and other kind of cues when you know, you're, you're trying to get them to do something and they're busy thinking about something else. Try to wait until they're focused on you again before you give those cues and then really reward them well. And that's my third top tip is to have better rewards. So when they're puppies, you can get away with the tiniest tidbit and they'll like a nice treat and they'll say, oh, yes, thank you. I'll have that. And um, then you've got the behavior you want. But with adolescence, you've got to up the rewards. So instead of giving like one little nature's menu treat, you give four or a handful um, or you play with the toy with them for a few minutes. So the rewards have to be bumped up and then they're much more likely to come back to you. Another thing to think about is doing lots of training at home in the home environment because there'll be a lot less distractions there. Um, if you've worked through the puppy school course, you'll know about the fact that you have to start your training in a very non-distracting environment. So the home environment in the garden, in the park. And if you've done your training in those environments, then it's okay to continue. If not, if you're starting for the first time, try to do training only at home so that um, there's no distractions involved because it's really hard to learn when there's something else you'd rather do. I'm sure you've, you've known that as a teenager. You know, it's really hard to go to school. So the only reason for learning is that you really enjoy it. There's really good rewards and no distractions. Um, and then finally, just bear in mind that their bodies are also changing. So just like a teenager, you know, they're getting faster, stronger, um, they feel that they're invincible. And, you know, we all have that, that image of teenagers doing crazy things. Um, adolescent dogs are just the same. They think that they can go off and do crazy things. So it's again important for you to give them that freedom, but only when it's safe to do so. So just be careful that they don't go and, you know, jump in the river or, or do something silly and, and run off um, and leave you alone and, and and not come back to you and disappear somewhere because they think they don't need you because adolescent dogs really do need you they need you as much as puppies and if you've ever seen a teenager in trouble the first thing they do is want their family um, that they didn't want earlier in the day because they were off being an independent teenager so you need to be there for them um, but in a subtle way so that they have their freedom they have a chance to go out and see the world but you're always there for them and you're keeping them safe in the background. That is amazing advice. I think you've probably provided a lot of comfort to our listeners who thought all oh, their training had gone out the window and when was it all going to end and why has it all gone so wrong? Um, I think they might have you on repeat in their earphones the next time they take their dog for a walk. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, Gwen. Could you just recap our listeners on how they can find out more about you and about Puppy School and if they're interested in dog training near them? Yes, um, if you're interested in puppy training near you, please go to the Puppy School website, puppyschool.co.uk, and 
if you put your um, your postcode into the postcode finder, it will find your nearest tutor, so you can find a good good source of information and, and help from there. And one of the things we do specialise in at public school is training our tutors to the um, to the maximum. So we give them really good tuition. They've they've already the sort of people that like people and they like dogs. So they've already got a good grounding. And then we try to make sure that they've got everything they need to give you all the good advice to get through puppyhood. That's brilliant. Thank you everybody for joining us. Make sure you leave a rating and a review and do let us know if there's anything more you want to know.